0: About here. Okay, so Shankadai, the whole thing. All the sessions that we ever had are ready to. Good evening, boys. You think tonight you're just gonna come here and you're gonna listen to a nice little talk? Forget about it. You're gonna have to work tonight. I hope you'll be willing to work.
1: Thanks, Rabbi. I I feel so relaxed already.
0: That's it. Well, no, it's gonna be a good kind of work. If you're willing to be honest, you know. Okay, so. Here we go. Um, we all know that a um, very essential part of the mitzvah of Kriya Shema, that we say twice a day is what's known as Kabbalas accepting Hashem as our master, accepting Hashem as our king. So I'd like to ask everyone here to be so kind to all of us and share your able and willing, Uh, uh, what that means to you? What does it mean to you that Hashem is our master, we are accepting Hashem as our master, and accepting ourselves as his servant? Could you tell me something about, you know, what you sense in that, what you feel in that, what do you understand in that? <clears throat> you have the right to remain silent. Anything that you say will not be used against you. <laughs>
2: um, um, isn't it um, just I'm um, one extreme, obviously, we which never been a scenario of you know, uh, dying at that's one extreme, but isn't it in your daily life, wouldn't it be much more posh that instead of living in Vegas and doing anything that I want to, I live what one tries to call a Torah lifestyle, um, and I would think that that hopefully one is, uh, the, I mean, I, I don't, we have a choice. We can either live a Torah lifestyle or not live a Torah lifestyle. And I'm a Kabbalah, O'ma so that, and uh, Bergman has much more bigger plans than Vegas, apparently, because his, his mind really goes, but yeah. Um, I just, I would think it's possible that that we try to do the rest of Hashem, whatever that is. I don't have to, but I do, because I want to, because I'm the Kabbalah, i Hashem on me.
0: Okay, very good. That's a very good starting point. You're saying that, essentially, it's our acceptance to live a Torah lifestyle. To live according to the directives of the Torah, which are given to us by Hashem. And it goes even to the uh, highest uh, degree. Of even readiness for Mesiras Nefesh. Okay, I think that's that's good, but um, I think there's room for more. If anybody wants to add anything of their own personal?
2: This experience. is why I never volunteer to speak up in class. Because if you volunteer, then the Rebbe always says, "That's great," but and then you never want to do it again. Okay. I'm just go- throw that out there.
0: Go ahead, David. Go ahead. What's going on? Had to
1: unmute there. No, I mean oh. immediately when you asked the question, I thought back to one of the you know one of the previous ones of these things I attended where you gave the big um, the big idea that our relationship to Hashem is as the prince, you know, the son of the king. So immediately as you were asking that question, my entire thought was colored completely in that direction.
0: Okay, so that's very heartwarming that you are remembering something from the past. Yeah. Uh, but we want to go step by step. So right, we have to operate, um, essentially, if we didn't know that yet, because we're <laughs> trying to develop it. <laughs> but but um, maybe, maybe then the question should be phrased, what, what would you have thought before you heard that shit? Or what did you think and feel before you heard that shit? Well,
1: I still think, like, like uh, the man formerly known as Yaakov said, you know, like we are always taught that Rabbi Akiva, you know, always says, like, you know, that if you're really getting into that, if someone's asking you to think about what Shema means, What be you think of Rabbi Akiva being tortured by the Romans and uh, dying al the Hashem.
0: Well, let me, let me share with you just, you know, to be a little bit of some comfort in Sefer Or Tzoffer, it says that uh, the Kiva reached the Madreya with Pasha Sagashmius of not feeling any physical pain. Right. But the Malachim are still asking Hashem, that's not covered Atayra, they should be subject to that. But, uh, okay, but um, yeah, that's that's again, that's a very like, high-end level of this union. But I would question um, what was said previously, because the acceptance to live according to the Torah of the Mitzvos may really be what is meant by kabbalah's Ol mitzvos, which is what the parish of is identified as is ol and Ol mitzvos.
2: One second, one second. Because you have a chol nafshecha, you all have different meanings and different ramifications. So if you're just gonna be picking and taking the nuances of what these are. I was not speaking specifically enough, I probably could, but uh, I think the general thing still stands and Bergman mute yourself. Okay. Sorry sorry
0: about Um,
1: the chair, Yakov. I mean, Joe. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, Just, just to take a step back. I think maybe the concept is Shema itself, because of its importance, the fact that every time if I'm saying Shema, Unfortunately, maybe half the time I don't even think about the words because I'm so nervous about missing one of them. Right? It's something Shema is this very, very high level type of thing. And if anything, I'd feel more of an all malch shemayim type of experience, saying Rabba, where we agree to keep the Torah. Something like that. Meaning it's Shema to me has sort of this more powerful, more esoteric type of thing. I don't it's almost like, you know, like my, my rev once said, you miss a word, you're not protected that day. You know, you miss, you know, you're, you're, you're 248, you're, you're, it's too powerful in a way, sort of, for me to really think too much about what it might even mean.
0: That's a, that is a classic example of what the Hasidim say, that the, the Hasid has fear of the Abishta and the Lutvak has fear of the Shulchanot. You're so afraid of not being the kind of mitzvah that you can't even think, you know, what is it all about. That's a, that sounds like, it's so, a,
2: it sounds like the, the Litzvah is makabal ol mitzvah. That's what you're saying here. English,
0: <laughs> but... Right. I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can get to a place where it will be of such a nature that, of course, we'll want to make sure it's the kind of mitzvah, but it won't be of a paralyzing nature. So... Um, I think my, 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 what I'm really looking for is whether this, um, this experience, so to speak, of accepting Hashem as the Master, what is the nature of it for us? Is that something that we are loyally accepting, that we are trying to be good, sincere, you know, properly behaving Jews, upstanding Jews, but not somebody that you have any kind of a real personal desire for. Would we expect or hope for ourselves to be looking through our day for opportunities to enhance our recognition of Hashem being the sole master and giving up any aspect of mastery of ourselves and giving it away all to Hashem? So that. Hashem will be the sole master and we'll be completely his servants. The Chobos of teaches us in the beginning of the 8th parashah K'naya, that the recognition of Hashem as the sole master and ourselves as solely his servant is fundamental as the first step for anything of Torah mitzvahs of any good midah. This must come first we have to, as best we can, find a way to give up on all aspects of mastery, superiority, control, dominance. And um, we touched on this briefly in the the previous session, that um, the hope is that we could utilize the many situations in life that call upon us to be uh, accommodating to somebody else, And submissive and prioritizing someone else's needs or feelings or honor or even ideas in face of our own, and see it as an opportunity to practice giving away mastery, giving away power, giving that sort of special status only to Asha. Of course, there may be a need sometimes for proper assertiveness expressing our needs in a respectful manner, but that there should be opportunities for us to practice this and accomplish this and look at a life situation as like, oh, here's a chance to gain for myself this quality of humility that only Hashem has mastery, and I give it away to another person and ultimately, essentially to Hashem, to have a desire for that I don't know if that's so so natural for us. I would expect that most of us would see it as, you know, a beautiful idea. Maybe it could help us in different life situations to be a little more patient, it'll be more forthcoming, but to see it as like a precious opportunity, I would think that we may need more, but we may need a fuller understanding of this relationship of Hashem as the master and us as the servant because as long as we're doing it just essentially as an obligation to fulfill our requirements it's not something that we're really fully embracing it's not something that we're enjoying it's not something that's innately uplifting us so I'm hoping that we could clarify a little bit as we've touched on in the past, but to to come back and see it in this context, and maybe we could find that um, we could connect to it in a very good way. Now, it's pretty, you know, pretty simple, pretty clear, that there is the aspect, of course, being a servant to such a great master, is innately uplifting. We should never feel reduced by the the relationship of servant to master when it comes to Hashem. To be the master of such a great, a servant of such a great master is only uplifting the the person, not in any way reducing him. But um, there may be even more there. So I want to ask all of us to try to take a, a moment to think, to think into what is really contained in the relationship of a servant to a master. What does is, what is that really involve? It was mentioned about, um, I guess, essentially abiding by the requirements of the Torah. Is that the fullness of, Does that really describe adequately the relationship in the best case scenario? You have to try to imagine, you know, the best good case scenario of a relationship of a servant to a master. What is the nature of that relationship? How does the servant feel towards a master that he truly deeply admires? respects, loves, is devoted to, if he's a a true servant through and through, again, in the best kind of a situation, in the best kind of a way, what will be the, the mindset of that servant? anyone's welcome to respond. Or,
3: like I say, <laughs> to think about it a little bit. When we say, what is the mindset of that servant in the best case scenario, it sounds like you're, we're trying to like have other emotions in addition to being a servant, not describing what the nature of it means to be in evidence. So okay, I'm,
0: listen, you know, it's a hard thing to do, but if you could imagine yourself in that kind of relationship, there's any anyone that you ever read about, heard about, <laughs> thought about, where it's really very good. But there's a master. There's a very great, powerful, exalted master. And there's a servant who's a tr- truly loyal servant. Try to imagine yourself as the truly loyal servant to a master who you, have basis to be loyal to. What is that? What is that? What's that? What's the substance of that?
3: I don't know. to me the. No, you Can't hear you. Sorry, sorry. To me, the word master or servant means relationship where you are obligated to do what the other party, the master, wants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or servant means. Now you could have other things also at play or also define the relationship, but the term master and servant to me is defined by an obligation.
0: Okay. (laughs) There's no denying that. But you did touch on something. You mentioned that it's the obligation of the servant. It's only right. And the servant himself is very much on board with trying to fulfill what the master wants. It won't just be a matter of listening to instructions, following obeying commands. If he is, in like, like I say, in a good situation as the servant of this master,
3: he's
0: a master, he's a servant, but he appreciates the master he, he truly, deeply respects the Master. He is committed to that service. And not being forced to to be loyal to it. He, he embraces that role. So what does he want? He wants to bring about the desire of the Master. That's, that's who he is, and who he is totally <laughs> happy to be. <laughs> then he will want to bring about the desire of the mess.
1: I the problem, the, maybe the thing which I was getting before um, was just from uh, what, what Yehuda was just saying, is that I'm, I think it's hard perhaps for us to relate to this in, in 2019, because mm-hmm. there is, in fact, slavery is illegal in this country <laughs> and many other places. And the concept yes. of being forced to do something is so alien. And if Isaac were on this this year I'm sure he could tell us about all sorts of tests you know, that they used to do about forcing people to, when you tell somebody you have to, that's when they literally, when you tell someone they have no choice, that's when yeah. people like flare up. So you could give somebody, you know, you could have an abusive boss and he could do the worst things to his people. But the minute he tells somebody you have no choice, then they pick up yeah. and leave. Yeah. So this idea of, it's almost like a little bit archaic, a little bit anachronistic for us to think about right now, that somehow we could imagine being forced to do something, you literally be in a servant type of relationship, and be happy to do it because by nature, everybody does things because they want to right now because they maybe they have a need to do it, they need to make money, they need to take care of their family, but ultimately nobody has, at any point, everyone can throw their hands up and say, I'm gonna do something else unless they're in prison, unless they're forced to literally, they're in jail, they're being oppressed, in which case they certainly don't wanna do it.
0: Okay, so that that point is essential because you are, you're identifying that our basic mindset of a master and a servant is that the servant is forced. By virtue of being a servant, there's something that is compelling him essentially against his will.
2: Does it not say in, Obos, does, does not say in Obos, don't be a, have a Bravo, Abdul Naz Kabul Pras? I'm just in the first part, third Mishnah, I think, maybe fourth. I could be yes, wrong, yes. it's been a while since I did Abbas.
0: Yes, it definitely says that, and that's um, um, quite not simple, so hold on to that,
2: and don't let us forget it. Why do you have to make things not simple? You have an agenda here. I'm just throwing it out there. Stop laughing, David. Um,
0: no, 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 no. Um, I think it's a very important place for that, for that Mishnah and that uh, observation, but I'm not sure we're up to it yet, so can you hold it? if i have to <laughs> um well let's, let's see what reason could there be why you might have to do something that does not make you feel forced okay
3: <laughs> okay let's let, let, let's circle this for the moment let's go I was, to i add one thing here is that it would yes, seem please. that in order to uh, I don't know if you give context to make what you're saying makes sense. It would have to be that it's not just that it happens to be that the servant is happy to do what the master wants, but that the servant wanted to bring about that which the master wants is part and parcel of what it means to be the servant to the master. Not just that happens to be because then that's nothing to do with being a servant. that's just happens to also really like the person, the master. But, we're defining the relationship between Hashem and us as that of an Adon and an Evid. And we're saying that that's supposed to be also characterized not just in a happenstance way by it also happens to be good for you and you also should want to. But that what it means to be an Evid is that you want to bring about what the Adon wants.
0: Right. Um, that's very, very correct. Now again, again, we have to keep in mind that the that the human situation, the master and servant, has its limitations in terms of serving as a marshal to Hashem, because when it comes to any two human beings, like Dev was pointing out, you know, especially in our day and age, that slavery is um, discarded, but even at any day and age, there are actually two human beings, the, the one who is a servant, his entire identity is not only as a servant to the master. He's in a situation where the master has a control of him, has rights over him, is in a position to inspire him, to motivate him, he can have a recognition that it is proper and good to serve this master, but it, wouldn't, it would not really be possible to Conceptualized so easily that the entirety of the servant's whole existence is servant to the master. Hashem came by us and Hashem, such a thing is not only possible but is necessary. <laughs> That's as Khoslan was describing. We should we, we are defined by that relationship. The master is the master by virtue of the servant, the servant is the Is a servant by virtue of the master being the master, our entire definition is, our entire essence is, as the servant of the master. But of course that can't have meaning to us until we understand something about the master and what it means to fulfill the will of the master. Until we really understand the master and what his will is, then we can't really understand what it means to be his servant so um, let's try to figure out how do we understand what it means that Hashem is the master and what is will is. okay we have some good information about that but you know essentially as the most fundamental starting point by what by what cause is Hashem the master what is the most uh, Essential basis of Hashem being the master is the creator. He is the ultimate master because he is the one who has given existence to everything and continues to do so on an ongoing basis. So the 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 absolutely necessary next step is to understand what is the master's purpose in that creation because that will define everything that he created does that sound logical everybody say? Is, it, is, it, is, it, is it valid to take the position that there should be no separation in our minds between the Master as Hashem by virtue of being the Creator and His purpose in creation and that we should always link together Hashem as the Creator with His purpose in creation and any thought that we have of Hashem as the Master by being the Creator, should come together with His purpose in the creation. Because the whole existence of this relationship of Hashem as Master of the created beings is only a result of His desire in the creation.
2: His purpose Um, in the creation. I'm I'm very confused. What's the alternative here? Can you give me... I'm I'm just... People, Um, let's just go back to your Eved thing. But if I hired somebody to be... My dishwasher, and they just come in and say I don't do dishes. It sort of defeats the purpose. I'm just not. I'm completely, non, as always, not understanding but, uh, what you're saying.
0: No, that's valid, hundred percent. You know, and you're I'm laughing, you though. You're, you're 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 very correct in that. Um, what I'm trying to point out is that I think commonly, when we commonly when we think of Hashem as the master, that's where it ends. We think of Hashem as the master. We are the servants. We have to be subservient. We have to be obedient. We have to live the Torah lifestyle. We have to carry out His commands. And that's it. But our awareness of Hashem as the Master does not go hand in hand with what we do know of Hashem's purpose in the creation. That's put else. That's hidden away somewhere in the back corner of our mind, in the subconscious somewhere. And it's not... Even if we would have in mind to accept Hashem as our master when we say Shema or any other time of the day, it's not going to be coming hand in hand with what is compelling logic and also clearly taught to us of what is Hashem's purpose in the creation, which is defining to us and giving meaning to Hashem as the master. Because there cannot be any separation between Hashem the master and Hashem's purpose in creating me, the world of which he is now
3: the master. Okay, so maybe the disconnect is in the fact that when we say, where does Hashem's mastery come from? Or what's the Yashus of that? What's, what makes that true? What makes that the case? We say, oh, it's because he's the glory, he's a creator. What does that mean? For me, that means that if somebody he created you, so. He, he, he owns you, like you exist within him. He created you like you cannot do something that is outside of what he that, that creates a com, like a compelling like a, a like I don't know what you call it in English other than like the Yahuas that you have to do what he wants. He created you, created the world. this does not belong to you. it belongs to him. He created it. so the, that, that's what creates the essence of a servant to the master. The disconnect between that and saying that oh his purpose in creation is Latov. Okay, so how do those two things go together? It's the fact that he's the master is coming from the fact that he created you and created the world, so therefore you are obligated to what he wants you to do because he created you, it belongs to him. You must obey. So that that's what a master is. But then okay, he created it for you. What does that even, like how do you even put those two things together? So you're defining being a master as not owning and you're obligated to because you have to have no choice in it, but being somebody's master or being a servant to a master is defined by being devoted to or loyal to a, a higher purpose that you recognize as good and that the master represents and shows you and that you're devoted and loyal to. But that's not coming from the fact that he created you, it's just happens to be true. That's a different kind of, that. mean, is the mastery coming from the creator you, okay, that, that's master, he's a master because you must obey because he created you, he owns you. Not mastering that, oh, I'm loyal to that because that's something that I, I believe in and I want to give myself to or towards or make that happen. That, that's a different kind of.
0: So I, I, I'm wondering if that's even needed. And of course, again, it's inevitable for us to draw association from the human situation of master and servant, and in all those situations, there's rights of the master because it's some kind of financial, um, financial ownership or some kind of a societal relationship that compels the servant to be serving the master. But in this situation, I have my wonderings whether that's really needed. Could be all we need is that Hashem, as the creator, by definition, whatever He's created, is only of His purpose. To understand our true definition, all we need to know is that Hashem is the creator. He has a purpose, and we, as the servant, are as Hashem Himself defines it. Because He is the Creator, then everything is defined by Hashem's purpose, which is, by definition, also of uh, ultimately good nature.
2: Wouldn't crea- would that not not also just, be part of creation? Would
0: that not okay, also be part of creation? Let me finish this thought. That's not just. Um, by coincidence, shown, or it doesn't just happen to be the case that Hashem's creation is of a, of a good purpose, of a purpose of kindness. That is inseparable. Hashem, as the Creator, is creating out of His mid of chesed, out of His desire to bestow ultimate good. That itself is all that's needed to be defining everything that Hashem created. So we as the created being in Hashem's world, our definition, our identity is is coming from what Hashem's purpose was in that creation, which is of the highest level of goodness that's possible to be. Hashem's purpose in the creation is to bestow maximum good. How does that come about? through our role, because it's achieved through our connection to Him, that we must contribute to in the form that Hashem has established, as it must be. And that is what defines us as Hashem's
3: servant. What about that yeah. is called being a servant? What? What about that is being a servant or a master? Because, because
0: Hashem has thus this... this this purpose and it can only be achieved he has given us the capacity the responsibility that role to play that's that mission he has entrusted it to us part of the system is that there should be this relationship that's called a a king and his nation a master and his servants Hashem has the purpose It's not just that it happens to be achieved by us. He is giving it to us. He is already bringing us close to Him by defining us as His servant to carry out that mission. But what compels it is not any kind of... that nothing needs to compel it other than Hashem's of Chesed, Hashem's goodness. But (laughs) for our purposes... Without even having to get this deep, (laughs) it will be sufficient just to link these two things together. Hashem as the master, because he is the creator, for what purpose? To give to us the maximum good that can possibly be achieved and received through our coming close and connecting to Hashem through our efforts, through our likening ourselves and being able to be connected to Hashem and connecting ourselves with His help to Hashem. So when we think in terms of Hashem as the Master, we can combine it, and we should combine it. It We seem to be only proper to combine it in order to understand it, for it for it to be meaningful to us. Hashem is the Master who created the world to bestow the maximum good to us by our connecting to Him. So if whenever we think of Hashem as Master, we're thinking in terms of Hashem's need of to bestow infinite good, maximum good, that will be something I would think that we want to be in touch with very, very much. Of course, that will be playing a big role in achieving that purpose. That will also be a great means of connection to Hashem to be able to receive all that infinite good, but even as the uh, foundation of it, as Dara Hashem describes, we need to recognize Hashem as the master who has this purpose, and ourselves as the servant, who are given that mission, who are entrusted, who are empowered, who are given that definition with such an initial closeness, such that thereby can be accomplished. We may not necessarily have to understand why it could not be accomplished otherwise, but this is what the Torah is revealing to us. It needs this relationship for it to be accomplished. It needs this starting point of our already being given the mission from the very outset, to be the ones to bring it about, and we could then embrace it fully to be able to achieve it as Hashem wants it to be achieved. But again, the essential ingredient is, any opportunity that we have to recognize Hashem as the master should be an opportunity to recognize Hashem as the one who wants to bestow to us the maximum good by our connecting to Him. And then the goodness of that, the beauty of that, the, the innate truth of that is enough to compel everything. The only thing that's added is that we know that we have this identity from the very outset and we need to strengthen that identity, to embrace that identity. We are the ones who Hashem has entrusted to us His purpose in creation, His ultimately good purpose in creation. We are the ones to bring it about. Now we can come to uh Yaku's question about so the Misham mishamsham shalom ask the kabbalah uh, press Jacob you still have the question
2: uh, honestly i have no idea what i have anymore
0: <laughs> um, okay allow me to um to summarize. I
2: mean i would go off of that question i would just go into the next one which is again aren't i i, I literally don't understand the nuances you're saying cuz i'm sure you're saying some but if Hashem created us to 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 be to be uh, people on His world, and we don't believe that Hashem created the world and ran away, so every time that every time that we do anything that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has uh, pl- had planned for for the world when He created it, then we are Shutton in creation, as we know many places in the Chazal mm-hmm. that we we can be Shutton in creation by 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 keeping Torah and learning Torah, and I have no idea what you're saying other than not that.
0: Really? okay so absolutely go right
2: ahead so i think my my concern here is
1: you know i think what we've been dancing around all night is you know whenever we think of any of these concepts what don't what do we know what don't we know from all the other parts of Hazel? right if you're thinking about something on a very elementary level so are you forgetting everything else are you forgetting the fact that perkyabos exists are you forgetting the fact that you know we we know what the Gemara says about different things like that's the problem it's like we're isolating specific points and are we keeping everything else we know in mind or like how are you relating all that? that's where I get lost
0: um, okay that's a very very important question um, I've heard that question in different forms uh, before <laughs> Point well taken but um, I think it's premature before we have things that are very fundamental in place in a very proper way in other words if, if we see very clearly from the Ramachal without any you know equivocation Hashem's purpose in the creation is to bestow the maximum good this must come through our actions that good is created by our connection with Hashem Hashem has given us such a close connection from the very outset as to be defined as his servant to bring about his purpose. If we have that in place and we can embrace it, we can believe it, we can see ourselves in that role, then we can approach a lot of other things and hopefully also understand them correctly. Um, but, but by contrast, I'm going back to, to Yaakov, I think we are very much conditioned to decompartmentalize, to fragmentize everything. Yes, we know this uh, Hashem wants to bestow good, we know it comes through our actions, we know there's a purpose of Torah and Mitzvahs, we know Hashem is the king, but then in the the actual implementation, we don't put it all together, we don't make that connection. So the, the real effect of it is we don't develop for ourselves a real appreciation, a real love for it, and a real desire for it. So we're relating to being you know, good Jews as essentially a fulfilling obligation that we have to do, even if it's not of a, you know, of a pleasant nature or a self-degrading nature, but not essentially of uplifted nature. It's not embracing maximum good nature. We see it as, okay, this is our job, but we'll fulfill our obligation. We're a servant. We'll be a loyal servant and serve the master like we're supposed to. We'll do what we're supposed to do. And I think in, in, in that form, we are sort of um, at, at best limiting, at worst distorting it. Because if we can understand it, In its fullness, that the whole Torah is Hashem's purpose of giving us the maximum good, and this is what we're charged to bring about. That is what it means that Hashem is the master, the creator, for the purpose of bestowing the ultimate good to us. That we are given the mission to bring about. Then it will be very different. Kind of a uh,
2: engaging that mission. I'm going to think, Rabbi, if you don't mind, I'm going to build on David a little bit. Because David, I think, was asking good questions there. And I am now just going to ask a question, which uh, don't don't swallow your gum too much. I think it's imperative that we all learn Nefesh to understand what the Tachlis in a, is in life in a real way, and to get the bigger picture of how everything works, and how, and how, how the Nefesh works, and the Neshama works, and the Ruach works, and, and all these things that we in Chavetz ignore because we can't hack it. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think we should. I really think we should do that. And then after that, we should go do some shemishmol, and maybe we should start doing zori on Shabbos. Because I think that this is all important to get the big picture.
0: And and the Siva shalom.
2: No problem with that either. I'm not a, I'm not. I'm not your typical Shabbat time guy. Carry on. Um.
0: Uh, okay. Now, I think that that point is also very well taken. That the more that we understand of how Hashem's system is working the better that we can really connect to it and appreciate it and engage in it. And that can apply to any single mitzvah. The more that we understand how it's working to bring us close to Hashem, the better we're able to do our job in trying to make that happen. So um, I guess to sum it up, um, I'm just... uh, offering the suggestion there you go. I'm offering the suggestion that we should try to make this connection in our mind whenever we can whether in Kriya Shema or just walking down the street Hashem being our Hashem is the absolute master to which we relinquish all mastery we're happy to do that we're, we're looking forward to opportunities to do that to recognize Hashem as the master by virtue of his being the creator, which is for the purpose of bestowing the most good possible out of his infinite chesed. And our role as a servant is to bring that about.
1: Very nicely said. But what was wrong with my original question of the evening, which when you taught us before Yom Neroim about Hashem being a Vino malkenu, That was much simpler to understand. Why is that why 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 is this different now? Why does that need to change? Why can't we relate Hashem the same way when we're Mikabal Almoth Shemayim?
0: Um that's a good question. What is being added to what we learned already before? Um let me think about that. I I'm
2: just saying.
1: I thought that was. I, mean, I thought that was such a great. It wasn't a kiddush, but it was so. You know, it, it really encapsulated our, our role. What's our job? Our job. Our job is to relate to Hashem as our Father, the King. We are, we are. We are. We are. subjects of the King, but He's also the Father. Therefore, we understand we have a role to do. We have a. You know, we have to behave a certain way. We have to act a certain way. You know, why is that any different? We're being Kabbalah al malchus Hashemai, and why would we not approach that with the same thing? I am a prince. Who has a job to uphold the will of his father, the king, and to be a good example, and to do all the other things that, you know, the the, the son of the king has to do.
0: So, so, but let me ask you: What will essentially be driving it? In that mind snap form, what will be driving me as the son of the king to fulfill everything that the king wants? That,
1: that was what, what is I think going to be.
0: What's what's that going to be made out of?
1: I think that was your at the time, which is that the son of a king has a unique relationship because he is both a son and a subject. It's that, it's that almost it almost blurs the line so perfectly because he is both a subject, so he has an obligation, but he also has a familial I'm,
0: connection. I'm trying, that, that's all good and that's all correct, and we need to use those mshalim absolutely. Right now, believe it or not, I'm trying to simplify. It. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. I'm trying to simplify it, make it very simple. What does it mean that I am the servant? I, but I think that my entire, maybe... I means yeah. my entire definition is defined by Hashem's purpose in my creation. That's all that I am. I am nothing but
3: what You're Hashem wants.
0: Servant. Hashem look Like the Sharm says, says, lai nivra el el-Hashem. How does that answer, what is my chova? Because my obligation, my role, my being, my whole self can only be what Hashem had in mind. Now, if Hashem had in mind something that would be unpleasant, we'd be in rough shape. But (laughs) the good news is that what Hashem had in mind is something that is maximally good. So my entire definition is to bring about... Hashem's plan of maximum good. That is my entire definition. That's all that I am. That's what Hashem is to me the Creator who created the world for the sake of bestowing the maximum good. And that's what I am to myself the one who is able to bring it about, which is the entire definition of who and what I am. Nothing more needs to be said.
1: Do we understand, I think maybe the Yaakov's point before, do we understand what our job is? Do we Are really understand you good? You good? You good? what Hashem is really telling us to do? Like, do we really understand what Hashem's, we have to, by, by definition, we need to use these mishalom and use these things to under, try yes. to perhaps.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: We, we do not know what Hashem means by giving us the greatest good in this world. We do not, under, we don't know what the Ramchal had in mind. <laughs> he didn't know what Hashem really wanted.
0: Well, you know, of course, like he tells us, the, the, the place of the ultimate achievement is Allah Mahaba, but even Allah Mahazin can be achieved to a certain degree, and we can't know how much until we give it a chance. So until we really have this in our mind, very well associated and ingrained and embraced and identifying ourselves that way, we don't know how good it will be in Allah But, um... My hope is that it could be very good. But (laughs) I think it's something different. To be able to link together Hashem as the master equaling for the purpose of bestowing maximum good I think is a different kind of mindset. Um, I could say for myself I don't think I ever tried to make that direct association of course we've touched on it we've talked about it Then it should be going hand in hand inseparable Hashem is the master by virtue of being the creator for his purpose in the creation creation and purpose should not be separable They should be inseparable in our mind Hashem creator, master to bestow maximum good through connection to Him, by why, our can, by our effort.
2: Can, can I support, ask you why? That's why, why is I don't want to get confused again, but and maybe you answered it, and I'm just not getting it. But w- yes. what? Why yes. are we focusing on the good Mida as opposed to any other Mida, which Hashem has many Midos of? Like what part of that, oh, is That from the Shabbatnia? Like where is this? Excellent. Name? There's excellent. so many Midos. We could also say yes. He's also the yes. the, the, the Dayan. He is the king of judgment, excellent. which is not so good to look at.
0: Excellent, excellent question. Why are we focusing on the media of Hashem's good? And I believe there is a pretty straightforward answer. Because, like Khal tells us, like Hazal tells us, the entire creation was for the purpose of Hashem's desire to bestow good. So, when we talk about Hashem as master, as the creator,
2: he also still created the world of Mizadin. I'm not trying to be difficult here, but he also created the world of Mizadin and, and the okay. side, otherwise.
0: Um, uh, okay, that's that's touching on David's question about what about all the other chaza?
2: exactly, but it's more right. specifically about, but this is more pointed. That's what you're saying, which is that you're okay, telling us so, so that, that we should be focusing on this. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Definitely for one, psycho, psych, psych, right. psychological well-being. which right. should definitely not be focused on the din part. But there is definitely, right. I, I've just, you're just like, it seems that you're randomly pulling this one out of a hat.
0: You know, 100%, 100%. We need to learn all the chazal and see how they all fit together. But I think that it's pretty safe to be relying upon the Ramachal. What tells us very clearly in the that the purpose of the Bria was, and I think Rabbi, that's my point. He's Maybe not saying
1: Hashem yeah. made the
0: world nor to have me to he didn't say made the world for his, in order to pronounce his Kavod, he just says plain simply, <laughs> and that is inherent in the Sulas the who says to Adam anigal Hashem but what the Amchal is telling us so in the Surah that is the foundation of our whole um, Mahalachan life and Derech Hashem that's explaining it that's, that's somehow giving us a little bit help to grasp it is Hashem's creation of the Bria was for Adam and the creation of Adam was... She is which is the maximum time, and that defines our role, our our definition, our whole mahus, in a very good way.
1: But my concern
0: maybe we, we couldn't ask for better.
1: Right, my concern maybe is that perhaps to my point before, maybe yes. we can't match all the chazal together. Maybe that's sort of the idea. Is that we do have to focus at times on different things. So the Ramchal certainly is a perfect good place to look at. But, you know, like Yaakov was saying, we can learn all these different forms, and I think perhaps what we may discover is that maybe the Chazal don't fit so neatly together, but that's not a stereo. There are different ways for us to relate to whatever our avoda is that we need to
0: do. So but, I, I don't...
1: That, so I guess that's that I'm
0: right. saying... No, 100%. And I think that this approach is helped by what we've seen in the past in Art Sofan, the idea that the person's tafkid is, Midas that is his entire mission in, in, in the world which fits very much with this the entire Bria of Hashem is Mikhail Chesed who was definitely stressed very very much by the Alta Slavodka. that's quite clear and safe for Ratzafen. and until we try we really can't know where this could take us I mean let's remember Ratsafen talks about the Rambu and his Midas Chesed that was daimit to the Midas Chesed of Hashem where there was no one in need of Chesed and Aravina was yearning for chesed under such conditions that nobody needed it, just like Hashem's Mira chesed precedes anyone being in need. Now, it may seem to us this, this is very far away, and that's you know, way beyond anything that we could have some contact with. But I don't know if we could know for sure until we accustom ourselves to being in touch with Hashem's Mira chesed that was the cause of the creation. So if we are conscious, um, often, of Hashem's Midas HaChesed as the driving force of the creation, as the purpose, as the starting point of the creation, that's coming together with the creation, which makes Hashem the master, so then we may have more of an awareness of the extent of Midas that it warrants the creation even before anyone needs any Chesed which is the chesed avram the chesed al So I'm just uh, suggesting to this very close knit group that uh, this is an approach that's worth attempting. I don't think that there's any like um, overt danger in it, Vach Hashem, and I think that the uh, potential good that could come from it could be um, a lot. To empower ourselves, to seek out humility, to embrace humility, to want Hashem to be our master so that we'll be able to recognize that his infinite chesed is defining our whole existence. That would be um, quite a life. Okay. Um, I'm willing to pause if anybody wants to pause I'm willing to stay on if anybody wants to stay on I
1: just feel like we'll continue going around in circles like while you're talking about this at the end I'm thinking about um, what do you call has a whole thing on right to me yourself to Hashem's you know sovereignty and it's the, it's the other side of the same coin now I'm just saying that's
0: where that's, that's we're coming from that but, it, again, that,
1: but it has more to do with, you know, Hashem's in charge, so what are you going to do about it? You know, you have a problem with the way the world works, then you have to replace Hashem. Oh wait, you can't. Right? It's literally, it's not focusing on the good.
3: Right. It's yeah, focusing on Hashem's more, that, mastery.
0: That could be one way, but doesn't it have to also come with the awareness that everything Hashem is doing in the world is all hearkening back to the ultimate purpose. Well, well why? Cause it's made of the it's, the Torah, the Torah, Torah they, is not a, you know, a very complex route to get there after the hate of other Marisha.
1: But the Torah doesn't promise you sunshine and roses. The Torah has all sorts of punishments and all sorts of warnings for people who don't behave the way they're supposed to. We began with Vahayim Shamoah, right? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's
1: very tricky. And that to
0: all, 100%. And that all needs to be understood in the light of the fundamental understanding of the entire basis of the Torah. Torah is Kula Chesed, Telasa Chesed, more in Saita, I think it's Saita Dafi dalit. it says the Torah Telasa Chesed, Hashem made clothing for Adam and Chava, Saitfa Chesed, Hashem buried Maisha Abenu, to teach us, Mashal explains, the shvach of the Torah, that it's Kula Chesed, beginning to end, it starts with Chesed, it ends with Chesed, they teach us the Torah's kula yichesed. Do you now, really? Can we always free it so easily? Not, not, not often. But, often not. But this much we know. That's clear in the Gemara.
1: It's, is it really clear from the Gemara? As you're saying that, I'm like, why did he make them clothing? Because other than an avera, which he is punished for for their eternity. Hashem threw him a okay. matka and okay. made him clothing.
0: Okay. No, 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 no. We <laughs> we can do it two ways. We can joke about it. and We can have a good time.
1: No, it's not a joke, um, Rebbe. I'm just saying to you that this that, is my concern. Is that everything two, is two, is baked in with a certain level of fear and a certain level of subservience? I don't see how you could focus on Hashem. Or a din. Pastor.
2: Let's not use the word din, but we can say din.
1: Din. I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't see how it works. It's almost like.
2: Midas din is also
0: chesed,
1: but. Then, then that's, okay, maybe so that's, we should focus on that. We should, well,
2: ask. we should focus on the din, which is a chesed, and it's okay that we're going to burn like marshmallows. It's okay. So, Rabbi, I think
1: that's maybe that's the fundamental no, thing like that is, How can, either can either we either view yeah. how can we view din right. as chesed? I think maybe that's the question Yaakov and I are trying to ask you the whole night. How can we truly view me to a din? as ultimately chesed. Maybe it's that's not
2: just din, it's the whole package. It's the whole entire package. How do you see the package
1: as chesed when there is so much mixed into it? Maybe that's where again we could be joking that's, and cynical, but it's ultimately it comes back to that.
0: That's a, that should be a topic.
2: I think that's not I thought that's what we were talking about. <laughs> I think that well,
0: was no, the, no, issue. No. the topic the topic for tonight, for tonight was embracing Hashem's mastery with joy. That did not bring in side in.
3: That's going to make it too complicated. Now you want yeah, to know, maybe it's well, how do we combine to do together? Maybe you, have to, maybe you can't really do one at a time because you can't just put aside everything you knew or thought you knew until now and say, okay, maybe everything is really different and maybe everything is really, it's really all has to be understood in the context of tov. Okay, and really it's all lehitiv mitul Sparach and okay. I understand Din, how I understand Onish, how I understand uh, being an Adon, How I understand every all my time. Okay, I won't worry about that. Like you, you need to be able to put them together. You can't just okay. Let me just think about this, and then somehow it'll all work out. I think like the link that's very helpful to me, at least. I think saying redefining what an Adon is is a very like fundamental or all inclusive. Like, it's a good, like, link between the two, it's not, I mean, it's a good way to bridge that gap between, oh, there's, like, this approach and that approach. Like, no, like, maybe what it means to be an adon is not what you thought it means to be an adon. It's not about being in charge. It's not about being, I have to and I must and I have to obey and I can't, I'm not allowed. Maybe adon is about being loyal to something because that something is what is truly good. And that's, I was created for that. Like if, I don't know, to me, like this is a very helpful link or to bridge that gap. Like once you kind of try to put them together, like I can't articulate exactly how it all fits together, but I think that this is like a very good place to start and saying, okay, being in Adon is not necessarily about being in charge. It's about you're in Evid. That means that you're, you're, well, as Ramchal says, it's it's God biyado. That's what it means to be an evid. right? right. It's something that, that that's given to you. That's now your responsibility. That's like maybe like a very good way to start to bridge the gap. Like all the questions, how exactly does it fit together? Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just repeating what you're saying, but like sound like you're saying, "Okay, I, I don't know exactly how to answer all the questions, but if this is the starting point, then the questions will maybe like will fall in." Answers will—I don't know—I will, don't know, fall away. Will, everything will fall into place, sort of.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's pretty well based from the Ramchal by tzitzis. I there's a lot of things that need to be understood. Ramchal has other svarim. This piece in Dar Hashem, or these couple of pieces, is not the entirety of his um, you know collected writings by any means. When you get to the point of being able to understand Sefer Dastavunis. That might be helpful in understanding why there needs to be ride. that is the whole plan and the entire progression of history leading up to the final gula. but um, from a little bit that I looked recently, we may you know need some good preparation to be ready for that because it 's not simple stuff, but wherever we can find that can help us, yes, this could die to. Um, try to bring to the table. So I'll ask anybody who is aware of uh, good Torah sources to help explain the combination of Chesed and Din to bring it to my attention. You can send me a, a text message or a WhatsApp message or an email. OK. OK, I'm, I'm glad you didn't ask about Tzadik like, you what's a title like. OK. Yes, that, one, that one's easy, Rebbe. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, that, easy, because that
1: one. That one inherently accepts the fact that we don't understand that.
0: No, but, but as long as we're on that point, because I think I mean, should have mentioned, there is an aspect of Torah of accepting that we don't understand everything. The Kesav Sefer says about Paraduma that we're supposed to try to understand it and realize through that, that we can't understand it, and through that come to the recognition that there's aspects of the Torah and the ways of Hashem that we cannot understand. But we don't take that as the, as the first step. We don't just say, okay, uh, this is you no, know, I can't understand that and just forget about it. We, sh- we should try, if we have something that can help us, if we have something that's sort of accessible, we should try to use it. So in that, in that sense, I'm sincerely asking anybody to share with me whatever they know of that could be helpful. The Derech Hashem does talk about the purpose of einish what it's all about. There are often talks about it. There are some sources that can help us understand it. It's, it's very different than, you know, the childlike understanding. That you have to get punished. It's all part of the Midas HaChesed, the way the Derech Hashem explains it. To enable the person to receive the Tzchar val But, uh, okay.
2: I should clear everybody
0: say. Good, love it. Ooh, uh. Have a good night. Bye guys. Hello, Ruby. Who's there? It's Jash. Hey Josh, how you doing? I'm doing good, Brukashan. So um, I hope something that we said made sense to you.
3: Well, I came in for you know the last few minutes, so um. Oh, okay. Really sure. Okay,
0: not a problem. You can get it on the uh, on the WhatsApp or on the website. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, have a great night.
3: All right, have a great, have a great night,
0: everybody. All right, thank you. Thank you.